The Adam Shine Podcast. Episode 118 of the Adam Shine Podcast. And how's this for a featured guest this week? I have him rated as the best quarterback in the NFL going into this season. My guy, a repeat performer on the Adam Shine Podcast. Superstar, megastar from the Buffalo Bills. The featured guest this week on the Adam Shine Podcast. The legendary Josh Allen, who is going into year five as a quarterback. And listen, I think he is going to win a Super Bowl this year, be in the conversation for Offensive Player of the Year, for League MVP. Buffalo is going to have the number one offense in the National Football League. And yes, you know, when we set our predictions on the Wednesday after Labor Day, we'll do it on Shine on Sports on Sirius XM on Mad Dog Sports Radio. We'll stress it on the Adam Shine podcast. You know, we always write in our predictions in pen, in stone, Wednesday after Labor Day. Listen, you know I'm taking the Bills to win a championship. You know I think it's the Buffalo Bills time to shine. And my mind right now is all football all the time. Obviously, I'm thrilled about, you know, baseball season and college football is going to be starting up. But... You know, it's the mindsets in the middle, latter stages of August. It's it's football season. And how about Jolie starting tryouts for field hockey? She's going to be in high school, which is crazy. We just went on vacation, uh, Beach Week, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. We always go to Rehoboth Beach. It is just, to me, the ultimate beach town. We had a great, great week. And, you know, Katie grew up in, in Baltimore, so we always go. Her family, Rehoboth Beach, it's just a, a slice of heaven. I, I've been to other, other beach towns. You know, I've been to the Jersey Shore. I've been to Ocean City, New Jersey. Montauk is fantastic, but there's nothing to me like Rehoboth Beach. I mean, beach life, you almost forget just how therapeutic it is. Now, that's obviously a vacation based upon the weather, we went Sunday to a Saturday, and it was majestic in terms of the weather. Low 80s, no humidity, every day, in the water. And I just love beach life. I mean, you know, everyone in the house is sleeping late. I get up early with Theo, who gets up between 7 and 8, even if he's staying out until 10, 11 at night. You know, walking the streets, Rehoboth Avenue, nobody is... You know, the boardwalk, nobody's really out yet. It's great. We get coffee. It just, you know, as long as he wants to do it, I'll keep doing it every single day, every single year. It's it's the best time of day. Go back to the house. Then I take like a four-mile run on the boardwalk. That was incredible. You know, get back again, go to the beach around 1130, you know, at the beach until 5, 6 o'clock. They got this, this Gus and Gus, which I've talked about, this famous, if you know Rehoboth, I mean, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. My guy, George, who's always working the grill. You know, it's been around Gus and Gus since the 50s. Gus was the dad, you know, who passed away, who it's his place. And, and you know, Billy and George and, you know, Stacy, the staples there. I mean, the regulars, you know, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, line out the wazoo, worth waiting 45 minutes in the hot sun for a, an Italian sub or a, a cheesesteak or, you know, the fry, famous fried chicken. And then, of course, you know, Rehoboth has great food. Salt, salt air is one of my all-time favorite meals. The famous Nicobolis. I mean, it, and then, of course, ice cream. Core Brothers is overrated, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. 
you know, I know a lot of, you know, D.C., Baltimore people, Philly people love Core Brothers. Core Brothers is overrated. I'm a hundred flavor guy. I mean, uh, just, you know, crack ice cream, the uh, dark salted caramel, uh, the Play-Doh, hundred flavors. It's famous on Rehoboth Ave. It's, it's fantastic. I mean, it's, it's about as, as great as it gets. And by the way, in a related story. Go back to the podcast with Olivia Amato. I got to get back to the Peloton after spending a week in Rehoboth Beach. I mean, you know, playing skee ball with the kids, you know, the fun land. I love whack a mole. I'm obsessed with whack a mole. Theo won a basketball, hitting a shot at the buzzer. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. And I'm back from the beach and I'm thinking football after an unbelievable beach week. Our executive producer, Bob Stu, he's a big beach guy, he's a Jersey guy. Bob, I know you share what I believe in terms of the beach and how amazing it is and how it's really just the ultimate vacation. And life's a beach is a true way of life. No, I couldn't agree more, Adam. And when the beach is 80 degrees, low 80s, it's just beautiful. There's just nothing better. I mean, that's why Hawaii is the king, though, right? Because it's always 70 degrees and sunny. But look, we all can't live in Hawaii. Look, I love the beach. I love the beach in Belmar, New Jersey. I love the beach at Seaside because you get that boardwalk life, like you said. I mean, I I love the beach pretty much anywhere. But you mentioned it, right? I think the key to a great beach vacation is walkability and good food. Yeah. Yeah, because if you can't have that relaxing early morning walk, late afternoon walk, you don't really have the full full sense of the beach vacation, right? Because you can go to the beach. But then what do you do after that? You don't have much to do. I think Rehoboth is a great town. I'd put it up there with with pretty much maybe the top five in America in terms of beach towns. You know, because it's got that it's got that quaint feeling, that relaxing nature. You can walk the town and you have the great food too. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, but I think that's what makes it key in terms of the beach vacation. The food is phenomenal and you need great food. And you have the it's it's so it's old school. And there's history. That's why I mentioned like Gus and Gus and Royal Treats and, and Funland. There are staples that have been there forever. The Nicoboli, you know, people who understand Rehoboth understand that. And I look, I went to California last year. We took a California vacation. I'm always California dreaming. I mean, I, I was mesmerized by it, right? I mean, you mentioned Hawaii. We went there for our honeymoon. That's incredible. But an old school beach vacation and where the weather is great, the people are great. I mean, I just, I always want to walk. That's the thing. I never, I never complain about walking in Rehoboth or, you know, Tuesday morning we went to a, a farmer's market. I mean, the peaches oh, yeah. are unbelievable, you know. That's the ultimate kind of beach town, beach vacation where everything, is on the table. Mini golf with Theo. I mean, you know, it's, and I love, I don't know about you. I love being in the ocean. I want to be in the ocean. I want to dive into the waves. I, Maya and I, most especially Joey likes it too. We can be in the ocean for hours and then, you know, laying in the sun, feet in the sand. I always, you know, if the feet are in the sand, nothing could go wrong. You know, (laughs) don't, 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 don't stress me out. Don't talk to me about anything negative. When my feet are in the sand. That, that's, that's the key to happiness, Bob, on, on a beach vacation. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more, Adam. When your feet are in the sand, how could anything go wrong? That's my biggest thing with the ocean. My problem is 
When I go in the ocean, I don't want to get out of the ocean. So oh, that yeah. that's my biggest issue at the beach. But you know, the one thing about New Jersey and the Jersey Shore, the ocean can be a little bit of a mixed bag. Sometimes it's just way too cold. Like icicles. Even last week, early in the week, it was so cold your entire body was freezing when you went in there. That to me is not fun. I don't need my body seizing up when I'm going in the ocean. The other thing with the Jersey Shore too is Sometimes they get a lot of jellyfish. That didn't happen yeah. recently when I went down there over the last week. I saw one jellyfish. That's more than enough for me. But you just sometimes with the Jersey Shore, it's a bit of a mix, a mixed bag. That's why people go a little bit more south for their beach vacations, and I completely get it. But this week for me was beautiful. It was relaxing. It was awesome. You need it, Bob. And now we're all back and we're thinking football. And, you know, I'm still holding on to these next few weeks, you know, in terms of summer. You know, make sure we're swimming and make sure we're outside and eating outside and taking advantage of it. But felt like that for you, for me, for the family. I mean, that that was it. And normally I would take the, the beach week, the family vacation, you know, a week or two later. But now with Jolie in high school, I mean, I think this is going to be the new normal. I didn't love it going in in terms of the timing. Turned out to be great. We'll, we'll see what transpires and how I feel in a couple of weeks. But... Beach week was unreal. It's it's an absolute slice of heaven. I I just Rehoboth is is just the ultimate beach town. You know, go to the coffee mill in the morning. I mean, it just it doesn't get better. You know, you're waiting online for the cup of coffee. You know, everyone's sitting outside. It's oh, just a slice of Americana. <laughs> Love it. The dogfish beer. I mean, oh, I, yeah. oh, I mean Bob, you know staple. me. I'm walking yeah. into dogfish and I'm I'm just stacking up for the long winter. You know what they have now? They have these, like, handcrafted cocktails. They're unbelievable. Oh, really? We just started getting them. Yeah, they're unbelievable. They do, like, a strawberry lemonade. They do one with gin. They do another one, like a blueberry vodka. Yeah, Dogfish Head's got it going on. Oh, those are new. Oh, we just started having those. They're amazing. All right, <laughs> gotta, I have to look into that. I, I was you unaware. got to look into it. I would think that a, a sushi restaurant in, in Rehoboth would not live up. You know, we're, we're New Yorkers, right? There's this unbelievable <laughs> restaurant, Cultured Pearl. I mean, it's... It's fantastic. It's 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 incredible. When you have that kind of food, I mean, you nailed it. That's what helps the weather and the food. And I, the temperature of the ocean and the quality of the waves. You know, you can't have oh, it yeah. too rocky where the kids don't want to go in. Or, <laughs> you know, I'm getting knocked on my ass. That's what's going to shape a beach vacation. I mean, does that happen? You, you get knocked over by some of these waves? I, oh, I don't yeah. see these rocky oceans anywhere. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, no yeah, yeah, really? yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get knocked out on, on Rehoboth. Not not a lot. <laughs> La- on t- Last Tuesday, I was getting knocked on my ass left and right. Wow. That's pretty crazy. I will say something, too. As I've gotten a little bit older, I have a little bit more of appreciation for the summer because I really just wanted the summer to end and get to football so often. I can't even tell you the last few years because, you know, we love football. I mean, there's a different buzz, a different atmosphere. Of course. We absolutely love it. But I've started to sit back with my older age, and I've started to appreciate the summer more, Adam. You know, I'm not as – I'm trying not to get to football as fast. But, yeah, I'm foaming at the mouth there. I need some football. I need more football here. And I think it works out perfectly, right? I, I love summer. I love the heat. I love being outside. I love, you know, Theo and I are playing wiffle ball on the beach. Mine and I having a, a softball catch on the beach. I mean, it's – I love it, and I love summer. I love, you know, the wiffle ball with Theo at home, everything outside, playing tennis, everything we've always talked about. And then, bam, football hits at the right time, and 
It hits right at the right moment in terms of that sweet spot for sports and for buzz and for conversation, and it all just kind of flows perfectly. And with that said, feature guest this week on the Adam Shine Podcast, the best in the business, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback, and you'll hear from Josh Allen next. Hey, this is Mike Babchick from Morning Man of Mad Dog Sports Radio. When you are done listening to Shine, come hear me as I roast them. It's Babchick's morning after the podcast. We try to make sure our bosses never find out about it. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. The featured guest this week on the Adam Shine podcast, my guy, the outstanding quarterback from the Buffalo Bills, the great Josh Allen. Josh, how are you? I'm I'm doing great, Adam. Thank you for having me on. Always a pleasure talking with you. It's great to have you back on the show. And listen, the second week of the preseason, you got in the ball game, you got action, and my goodness, it looked like you were in midseason form. That incredible scramble, the spin, the bullet throw to Gabe Davis in the end zone for a touchdown. That was just absolutely dreamy right out of central casting. Playing in the preseason, going into your fifth season in the National Football League with a new offensive coordinator, how important was that for you for this year to get started and get ready for 2022? Yeah, I think it was extremely important. And uh, not not so much for the players, but being able to hear Dorsey in my headset, try to you know practice how a game day is going to feel with him, uh, the whole operation of the offense, of getting the play in and out of the huddle, and being able to come off the sideline and communicate with him, you know, via the phone or via Joe Brady, I think things went really well. Obviously, we came out and um, our, our, our guys played extremely hard and opened up a lot of holes for our running backs and guys were making uh, plays in the passing game. So it, it was a great time to be out there with the, with the guys again. I love Ken Dorsey. I mean, I go back to the days watching him when he was the quarterback at the U. He was he was fantastic. He was an elite college quarterback. He was great. And I know how much respect you have for him. He's been on the staff for a while. Look, change is change, and Brian Dayball leaves and takes over the Giants. So, obviously, that's a deal, and you needed to see how you guys would function together on game day. Take me and the audience through that communication and why Ken Dorsey is the right guy at the right time to take over the offense for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Juan, you said it, man. His, him in college, 38-2. and two. He never lets me forget that. That was his record in college. So, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll start off by saying that. But, two, just the way that he's approached and attacked this opportunity that he's gotten um, and, you know, having these conversations with him and just knowing this is what he's always wanted is to be able to call plays for an NFL team. Um, so he's stepping into a, a, an offense where we know the system, we understand the verbiage, and for him to kind of keep that same verbiage and just make some tweaks here or there, uh, it's going to be huge for us on the field in terms of being able to go out there and execute the play that he's calling. So he's, you know, he's comfortable with us. Um, he knows our players inside and out. So he's got to step up in that in that area, you know, and we got to Things might change during the season, but right now, you know, he's doing a great job, and uh, the way that he's communicating to me and the quarterbacks is phenomenal. And I love that you threw the touchdown to Gabe Davis. I mean, I go back a few years ago. You know, you always join us, and we appreciate it in the preseason. And you said how much you love Gabe Davis, like right from the get-go when he was drafted. Obviously, really came on the scene last year. Majestic when it mattered the most for you in the postseason and really just came on like gangbusters down the stretch of the campaign. Josh, 
How special can Gabe Davis be this season? How how is that connection, which was great from the start, really improved between you and Gabe? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he's already a special person. I think the way that he plays the game, he plays it the right way. And typically when you got guys that are good people, they do things the right way, and they care and love the game of football, good things typically, you know, tend to happen. And I just, I'm so thankful that, you know, we were able to draft him where we did a couple of years ago and to see him grow and mature into really a predominant role on this offense. Um, it's really great to see, but I think if anybody knows Gabe Davis and his story um, and just how much and, and how hard he works at his craft, I don't think this is a surprise to anybody. I look at your weapons, whether it's, you know, Steph, Gabe, I, I look at the tight ends, the depth at receiver. You know, I love the the Cook draft pick. I think with him and Zach and Devin, you're you're locked and loaded when you look at the running back position. This could be the most balance you've had. Josh, am I crazy when I look at the roster and what Ken can do, what you guys can do, that this could be the number one offense in the NFL and the most talented offense that you've had in Buffalo? I, I definitely think, uh, you know, I definitely don't think you're crazy for thinking that way. Um, you know, in terms of having that on paper, though, and going and executing on the field, that's a whole different story. So we got to find ways to be to be better and, and to be the best versions of ourselves. We have to communicate well. And, you know, it all starts with the, the five guys up front in our offensive line, and they're doing a heck of a job communicating. I think bringing in the, uh, the O-line coach that we did this year is really helping out in terms of the run game. Um, but guys are hungry. Guys love each other on this team. And when you got guys that, that care about each other, you know, we're going to do anything that we can do to not let each other down on the field. Where can you get better? You, the offense. I, I know you study your game. You always find something to work on in the offseason. You know, obviously down the stretch in the playoffs, you, you individually fantastic last year. Where can you get better and improve? Yeah, I think ball placement on some of our shorter throws, allowing our guys to catch and run. Um, and then secondly, eyes, where are my eyes in zone coverage? With, what am I trying to throw here? Am I trying to throw the high-low? Okay, let's find the linebacker that's responsible for this area and let's work him instead of you know, having my eyes in a different spot, whether it's a safety or a corner, like finding the right guys to ID and just owning the, the, the game of football as much as I can, knowing the situations. Coach McDermott does such a great job with that in our locker room and our, our team meetings, teaching us situational football. Um, you know, so I got to be honed in on that and just being a, uh, I guess, a, a, a handoff from what Co- Coach Dorsey is on the field. Whatever he's calling, why is he calling this, and how can I convey that to the guys on the field and then go execute? On the fields, and certainly helping the defense, and also for taking you guys to where you want to go, which is winning a championship. Tangibles, intangibles. How huge was that signing of Von Miller in the offseason? You know, I, th- I think it's, it's, it's very big. Um, for him, you know, we know what he is. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep. A guy that's still got a lot of good years left on him. And um, for him to kind of choose the Buffalo Bills, it kind of speaks to the culture of what, you know, the Pagulas have done here, bringing in the right guys, you know, Brandon Bean, Coach McDermott, the entire staff that we have, and how they vetted this, this locker room and this roster. Um, where a guy like that says, you know what, I want to be the piece that helps push this team over the top and, um, you know, 
to see him come in here and work the way he does, communicate to the younger guys and teach them the way he does, it's, it's pretty impressive to see. Um, and I know once the lights go on, you know, come Thursday night, week one, he's going to be ready to go. When you take a look at a stated goal for this year, and, you know, we all know what happened in the playoffs last year, the year before, Josh, I mean, it can't even be lip service. It's got to happen. How vital is home field in the postseason, home field advantage in front of those amazing, spectacular, special fans in lovely Western New York? Yeah, I think it's a huge advantage. If you look back at two years ago, having the two home games that we had, you know, obviously we won both of them. So um, and within the playoffs, I think we're 3-0 in the last couple of years having a home playoff game. So the, the, the way you do that, one, I mean, you got to be in the playoffs no matter what. Playoff caliber is our standard here, and Coach McDermott preaches that 24-7. It's up everywhere everywhere you look in our facility. Um, in order to win the Super Bowl, you got to win, and you got to be in the playoffs. And the easiest way to uh, be in the playoffs is winning your division, and if you can win a couple more and get home field advantage and, and allow our fans to come in and torment some of these uh, offenses on third down and, and forcing a false start, um, or delay of game, I mean, that, that speaks volumes, and it, it really can change the complexity of a game. Last year, Super Bowl was a big conversation, and, you know, then you had the Pittsburgh opener. You know, there were some disappointing games, the Jacksonville game. We could talk about, you know, the New England regular season game, obviously, and then obviously you got right the second New England game and then destroyed them in the postseason. But how do you guys this year handle prosperity, success, expectations and avoid those hiccups i would have to think that that that's something that is you know looking at last year and what you want to change for this year that has to be pretty important here for the 2022 buffalo bills i would definitely say that's important yes um but to go through some of the things that we went through last year and to come out better at the end of it um i think that really kind of sets the tone you know, winning in this league is hard. You know, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. Right. you got to celebrate and, and appreciate the wins that you have. Um, but to have that experience of, oh my, okay, like, backs against the wall right now, we can either fold or we can step up and be who we're supposed to be. And to have that experience now and the knowledge of going through what we did last year is going to pay dividends, you know, come this year. When you have the Rams to start the season, I mean, that, that could easily be, in my opinion, a Super Bowl preview what does that mean to get that honor to go up against the champs in Los Angeles, center stage in Hollywood, national TV to start the season? What does that mean for, for the Buffalo Bills and the expectations for this year? Yeah, no, it's going to sound cliche, but it's just another game. Um, we understand what the, the type of atmosphere, you know, we expect it to be a playoff-like atmosphere. Emotions are going to be running high. But at the end of the day, it's, we're 0-0 we're zero zero going against a team that's 0-0. Zero and, zero. and it happens that they won the Super Bowl last year. It's the first game of the season. But to us, it's just another game on Thursday night. So we've got to be prepared for that and be for, uh, you know, focused on putting our best foot forward. You were unstoppable in the Kansas City game. We all know what happened with 13 seconds left in regulation, then the flip of the coin. I know you always take things from losses, is that a game that still is on your radar, motivates you? How much did you think about that game during the course of the offseason? Yeah, I mean, it's the last game that we've played, so it's going to stick on my mind for a while until we start getting things going. But, again, you know, things happen for a reason, um, you know, and we're going to be a better team from that. We're going to learn from that. 
and use it, you know, for this season. And again, I know nothing that we did last year rolls over, but to have the experience and some of the stuff that we experienced last year can definitely help. Do you like the change with NFL overtime? Do you think that was the right thing to do from an NFL standpoint? Listen, I everybody keeps asking me that. I'm not I'm not happy or sad about it. It is what it is. Um, I respected the rule at the beginning. All I know is, you know, the year before the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, they experienced something very similar of not getting the ball back, um, you know, in overtime. So uh, I guess there's a silver lining in that. Yeah, very well said. Now, we haven't talked since you played golf this offseason with Rodgers and Mahomes and Brady. I mean, you had it going on in terms of how you played. You had it going on in terms of the one-liners. What was that experience like for you? Uh, it was. It was Honestly, it was so fun. It was extremely surreal to be playing with Tom and Aaron. And I, I know, like, we're competitors and this and that. But I have idolized those two guys, really, for my entire life. So, to be in that situation, you know, with, you know, really the world's eyes on us, us four playing golf and wish I played a little better. You know, you know, we were very close on that last putt, uh, but to be able to go do that with those guys, man, it was, it was a, uh, a surreal moment for sure. Who was your favorite quarterback growing up? It was, it was Tom and then Aaron was right behind them. So I, I, I really enjoyed watching those guys play. And before that it was Brett. Um, so just the way that he played and the passion that he had within the game. I think I tried to emulate that from Brett in, in terms of how he reacts and interacts with his teammates and touchdowns and just having as much fun as you can on the football field. Because again, I love this game. I love playing it. Um, you know, I'm going to enjoy it while I'm out there. All right. Give me your ultimate order of Buffalo wings. How does Josh Allen, yeah, I'm obsessed with wings. How does Josh Allen like his Buffalo wings? How do you place your order? Yeah, so I'm a uh, I'm a hot guy. There we go. I, I go huh, I go barbell. I get ten hot, and to kind of soothe that hot, I get ten lemon pepper. And they just they just added lemon pepper to the menu. It's freaking fantastic. I think number two, I got to give it to Mulberries. They've got these uh they got really good spicy wings, and they got Trey White spicy barbecue wings, which are fantastic. Um, and then there's still a few that I haven't tried uh, within buffalo that i need to i know there's gabriel's gate and 911 tavern and, and wing nuts that's what barstool does but um number three i think lenova has got it going on too oh that's amazing and you're you use blue cheese you a blue cheese guy i am absolutely a blue cheese guy absolutely hot wings blue cheese that's the way it goes i'm the exact same way got to make it hot got to make it spicy josh that's how the Bills are going to be playing on offense and performing all year. We always appreciate the time. I know the audience does as well. Thanks for always making time for us. Have an unbelievable season. Stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you, Adam, for having me on. Appreciate you. Go Bills. You got it. Josh Allen, star quarterback, Buffalo Bills. Thank you for listening to another incredible episode of the Adam Shine Podcast. Josh Allen, the best quarterback of the NFL. Outstanding. How great was that? Thanks to our listeners on SiriusXM. Thanks to our listeners on Pandora. Thank you to our listeners on Apple Podcasts and with Stitcher. We record the Adam Shine Podcast all year round, so please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can always catch me every weekday on my radio show, Shine on Sports, which airs from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.
The Adam Shine Podcast is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Plus, catch Shine on Sports weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, and on the SXM app. This is the Adam Shine Podcast. For more from Adam Shine, listen to Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. Sirius XM Podcasts.